Hello, everyone. This is Fun But Heavy. I'm Jaleesa. And I'm Kelly. And I am Ani. And we today are sitting here in a very interesting political and social situation um, in which people are over um, Black people being murdered by the police and are seem to also be done with the institutions that allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's both very exciting and also very scary because of the way that the country that we live in, the U.S., is responding. Um, and so our intention, my intention with continuing to um, podcast um, as a Black person um, is to keep having conversations that are... that about how we want to envision the new world and like Mm -hmm. what it looks like after the fucking rev, because I think the conversations that we have here on fun, but heavy really support a new world. Um, and the, yeah, having them now is the best time to have them gals. Yes. 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 To all of that. And a huge part of what we talk about is, um, spirituality. And so with everything that is occurring and has been occurring, we want to talk today about spiritual bypassing mm-hmm. and how it's alive in the world and especially in this world and what its place is in the new world we're trying to create. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Spiritual bypassing. Um Maybe we can all throw out like our definitions and like a short description of our experiences with it. I'm like already looking it up on dictionary.com. Like, why do I do this (laughs) every time? (laughs) Well, I would love to hear your perspective before you find the definition just to see how it compares. Okay. Okay. I I have an automatic like reaction to, Mm -hmm. I don't, let me know if this doesn't seem like it fits because I'm, yeah, I feel less like schooled in this particular topic. But what it makes me think of is church. And mm. I grew up in evangelical Bible-based churches from a really young age. And when I was in college, I started to like develop an awareness of race. I don't know that I, I don't know that I would say I developed an awareness of white supremacy, but I, I started to like look around um, in the, in the churches that I like was in and just notice that everyone looked like me. And Mm. that involves like other intersections that weren't just about race. But um, yeah, I think I don't know that I ever heard any sort of like, It wasn't until I went to an Episcopal church that I heard someone talk explicitly about racism and about it as a, like a problem that we're collectively responsible, particularly as white people and particularly as, um, a religion, like a faith community Mm. that follows the person of Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm not a Christian anymore, but Julissa, you said that on your, on your video with Colin, like, I love Jesus. He's great. I feel, I feel similar (laughs) myself. Like he's this thing. Um, but that's, yeah, 
that's something I think of. I don't know if that's like so in line, but just like a lack, yeah. a lack of a real lack of awareness and a lack of perspective and a lack of like questioning uh, mm-hmm. our environments and what what's happening in them, I guess. I think mm. that's a very valid definition of spiritual bypassing. And it's interesting because it, when I hear spiritual bypassing, I don't know about you, Julissa, but I usually think of the like new age stuff um, yeah. and not like organized religion. So that's like, I think yeah. a really important definition. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, I, for me, I feel like spiritual bypassing yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Kelly, um, because I think it definitely happens in the church um, that because I also grew up in the church. Um, but the way that spiritual bypassing shows up outside of the Judeo-Christian system um, or tradition for me is about um, more like new agey, um, maybe like uh, pagan, Wiccan, like or like eclectic spiritual folks who are sort of like, who bypass, who see the goal of where humanity should be, but bypass what we need to do mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. That's so they're like, so beautifully put. they're like, we're all one, but they're like, oh, but we don't need to tear down these systems that like stop us from actually enacting that. So mm. I think for me that that feels like my definition. Mm. I love that definition. And I totally feel that. And when I think of spiritual bypassing, I think about bypassing our humanity. Mm. Like a lot of spiritual bypassing goes into bypassing the body and just so obsessed with spirituality Mm. being this outer thing that's like far away and in the stars and in the cosmos and in the heavens and Mm. we have to ascend. And like while they're doing that, it, it happens on every level, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, the and then the the worlds that we're living in right now is irrelevant. So then like if you're if that's what you're focused on, you know, you're fo- so focused on ascending or like anything like that, that you're not focusing on what's alive right now. And how it's exactly what you said, Julissa, getting from point A to point B. Right. And so we're bypassing our humanity and not acknowledging the fact that you are a human. And in that humanity, there's messiness. And in that humanity, you're born into structures that are rooted in white supremacy and racism and um, a lot of other very important things to look at. So it bypasses the messiness of humanity and just tries to ascend into God when that's not the point of being human. Mm. And that's what I think, you know, we're seeing a lot um, as these conversations are taking place. At least I'm in the spiritual world. And, uh, I've been having a lot of conversations with people who are like, exactly like the, the example, we are all one. Like, is that true? Maybe. Yes. Like I believe in the collective, but that is used in such a way that bypasses what's happening in the world. So using it as a means to get away from the harsh realities of being a human is the problem and how I define spiritual bypassing. Hmm. Yeah, I think what you said, Ani, about bypassing the body is something that isn't brought up enough um, because the body is what holds all of these identities and attachment to this physical plane. Um, I actually had the, a big realization about that last night that like 
we need to be us, but not be attached to, or like we need to be who we are, but not be attached to who we are. Meaning Mm -hmm. like we get really attached to all of these identities and like this, this, um, the parts of being in a body that aren't actually being in the body, like all the things that we call it, all of the things that we associate with it, all of that kind of stuff. And all that stuff is tied to the physical world. And so I think like spiritual people think like, Oh, we'll just, we'll just skip that. Just go into the spiritual and everything will be good. Um, and I think that I don't, I don't think this is really happening in like a linear fashion, but that's just how my brain is working. But I'm also thinking about the way that how our social systems are set up. It makes it really fucking hard for a lot of people to be spiritual because they're in places, you know, in war zones. How are you supposed to meditate? How are you supposed to find clean water to do a water ritual? How are you supposed to take a bath in, you know, if you, if you barely have running water, how are you supposed to engage with, um, you know, breath work if you don't have clean air, you know? And so like thinking about the, the realities of the planet that we, that we live on and in, um, and the bodies that we live on and in and their limitations, um, and, and how liberating all of us actually serve, like that is a spiritual plight. Um, and that's how the, the spiritual and the political are entangled to me. Yeah. Yeah. Something that's like popping into my head is the slogan that was almost like a campaign in one of the churches in the church I went to when I was in high school. Um, and it was love wins. Mm. And that's, that's not just like a Christian tagline. I think it's like, yeah, very widespread. Uh, and just thinking about like wanting to complicate our narratives around what that means and like, is our version of love going to stop black people from getting killed by police? It, like, if not, do we need to add to our like toolkit? Do we need to add to our own perspective? Like what, what are, what, what are we going to actively do to make this like not an easy thing where you just like, well, love wins. Like I'm going to send, I'm going to send prayers. I'm going to send like, like, is that going to stop white supremacy from like, literally killing people and making black people like stressed all the time, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. This is, this is the thing is that this, the whole way we're approaching this in the spiritual community is really interesting because in the spiritual world, we also highlight and we glorify very specific emotional experiences like love, like bliss, like joy. And, um, and harmony and all these things. And then we kind of shame, shame and guilt and fear Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Those things are pretty crucial to feel at a time like this. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying let get lost in it and get messy in it. I'm saying, let the, let that righteous rage spark something. So you fucking do something. Let Mm -hmm. the fear keep you aware of what you're doing in the world. So you're, you have some vigilance, right? Like let the, let the deep pain and the sadness create so much fucking empathy that you continue to do this process far more than when it's quote unquote trendy. Like these emotions are sacred. And that's like, you know, I know a lot of people in my immediate spiritual circle, including you both, talk a lot about the importance and the sacredness of emotions. I think this directly ties into how we are handling, how mm-hmm. the spiritual world is also handling what's going on right now. Like, let's think positively. Mm, I get it. 
And this also like isn't really like I don't want to feel bliss right now. I don't want to feel like I want to feel balanced. I want to be able to navigate my emotions and I want to feel what's alive. And I think the more we try and be like, you know, love wins or like things like that, like I get it. And also like that is not the point here. Like let's that comes with time. Like what is the next step now? At least that's that's my perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, Ani, what you said about feeling your feelings, because um, I think sometimes as as a spiritual person, I can really demonize my feelings um, as things that are like lower than or less than um, when my feelings are exactly what led me to spirituality. Um, And also just thinking about balance, what you said, Ani, about balance and how like what my days are looking like right now is, you know, by the time I wake when when I wake up early in the morning to about midday is like very much spiritual work. It's like dancing, chanting, mm-hmm. meditating, mm-hmm. um, just breathing, laying on the ground, doing yoga, those sorts of things. Um, and sort of like remembering that this this plane and this dimension isn't everything. It's mm-hmm. not the end all be all. And my my evenings are raging in the streets and being fully <laughs> present with the the my community and being fully present with the reality of this reality um mm-hmm. and and how deeply important my spirituality is because for me as a person of color um and like a mixed black person in this world that holds other other identities as well like not being so attached to what this identity means in this particular context but knowing that i arrived in this body on this plane for a reason Mm -hmm. um and to live out those identities and and even be a part in changing what they mean or change how they're received is part of my lesson and part of my path here um and so for me like the spiritual and the political are inherently entwined right now Mm -hmm. intertwined right now and like i'm reading spiritual texts and seeing political um you know, vice versa. I'm, I'm reading political texts. I'm seeing political, uh, spiritual subtext, um, and reading spiritual texts and seeing political subtext. So for me, like they're so intertwined. And I think like, you know, I started out in political community and then transitioned and was like atheist at some point in my life during political times and then moved into like really deep spiritual practice. Um, and I feel like they inform each other so much that I just like, when I see people who have like t-shirts that say like love wins or like they are afraid to really say what they mean, um, mm-hmm. or, or to take a, take a side. Um, it makes me feel not just physically and politically unsafe, but spiritually unsafe because mm-hmm. there's other parts of themselves that they're not accessing, which means that if I were to get into spiritual community with them, their shadow might take forms in ways that could, um, endanger me. Yeah. Yeah. That, Makes me think of um, how, yeah, my own arc was a like kind of no, less political as a teenager. I would, I, w- I don't know that I was actively aware of politics in a meaningful way at all, actually. And then college, and then eventually, I was politicized like very quickly in the work that I was doing abroad. And then I, yeah, I drifted towards this like very actively political or I was an actively political person um, and was, I lost my faith 
in that process and then came back through healing trauma, but in a different way, like a spirituality that I find so much more um, rich and deep and like useful uh, and meaningful and how a big part of, I feel like the reason I've been able to do the work that I have as a white person in my adulthood is because I have these spiritual tools to allow and integrate those uncomfortable mm-hmm. feelings. Like you were saying on, yeah, like, exactly. I've, in the last few days, like I've fucked up in different like ways in my allyship and my accompliceship, like in my support of the movement that we're seeing, like I've messed up and mm-hmm. I've been able to like allow, allow to be like, Oh, that's okay. I get it. And I've been like, I've tried not to hide it if it's like on social media and because I want to normalize this because I do think I've like, (laughs) I've called some white friends out a bit and I just had them ask questions of themselves in response to certain things. Mm. And, uh, I've, I just, I've had a couple experiences where it's like the defensiveness is, is wild, but I also understand it. Um, but it's like, man, we gotta, we have to, we have to do the work of staying with ourselves with, with those feelings of discomfort because Lord, we don't want to be racist, but it's like, we like our psyches are steeped in white supremacy. They're steeped in racism, like as white people. Mm -hmm. And we have to, we have to do that work Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be comfortable and it's going to be forever. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, in this in the spiritual world from what i've been uh following on social media for quite some time and being a part of that world there was like the love and light boom right where everything was love and light and there's still people who are in that in that boom we've talked about this a, a couple episodes ago and then there was like the deep shadow work boom and everyone started talking about shadow work and yeah. i'm like okay what do you think this is Like this is shadow work. Like you've been preparing for this. Like you've been on Mm. this. Now it's time to, and like my deepest shadow work came from the times where I've realized I fucked up and I'm like, oh my God. Like, and just like realizing that I caused harm. Like, oh my God, I'm capable of that. Like that was so tremendously big and Mm. it was big for my system. And so what I want to say is, I want to see more conversations in the spiritual world about this isn't just about you. Like the narcissism in the spiritual world or like the the self-involvement in the spiritual world is really interesting to me because they're like, you know, take care of yourself and have this deep connection with God and like our goddess or like whatever it is you answer to do all of these rituals, create the manifest your life. It's like, why do you think that you're doing that? What, what do you think this is about? It's to show up in the world with more strength. It's to create a legacy that you're fucking proud of. It's to be able to do the work to make you of like an angel on earth for lack of better terms, but like someone yeah. who can make a solid change. And it doesn't look like coming in on a, with angel wings on a horse, like, you know, whinnying. It looks like being able to be like, what I just said was racist and I need to just own that and do better. And what can I do? to learn better and to do better right now. And this is like, it's, it's just, it's crucial. This work, doing all this spiritual work, the self-care lo- like work, the self-love work, it's not just for you. And I think, you know, it can get stuck there. 
It's like, oh, well, I'm not really feeling this. I'm not really doing. It's like, this isn't just about you. Like you're doing this for the world as well. And it directly impacts the world as you're doing it. Like, or, you know, even if you're, if you're doing this shadow work, if you're doing this integration work, if you're doing these rituals, if you're connecting to God, it inherently, I think, in my opinion, does some work, right? But then until you start to co-create where you're like, okay, I am wanting to do better. And you take action steps, you know, God helps those who helps them, who help themselves. Like it's time to actually show up in your humanity and mix it with your spirituality. And I think that has been something that has been missed so much is blending in the humanity and the spirituality. And that's where I think the magic happens. Does that make sense? Did I just make sense? Yeah, I think okay, that I was, I think that was really beautiful, Ani, and really resonant with me. And I think what you're talking about with coming in with angel wings, like Archangel Gabriel exists already. Like we don't need you, Scotty, to like be him. Like you, you came down as Scotty with greasy hair to be Scotty with greasy hair. Like you have a place. And I think maybe it's even like, (laughs) yeah, like maybe it's even like a a piece of self hate as well. Like spiritual bypassing Mm. is a piece of self hate. And also what Mm. you were saying, Kelly, about like being afraid to fuck up. Because maybe that says that you're not good enough or you're not spiritual enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like maybe the reason they're spiritual bypassing is actually like uh, an interesting or righteous reason where they feel like, oh, well, I re- just really don't want to fuck up. Mm-hmm. But they and they and maybe they don't realize they're doing harm by doing that. They think they're doing something positive by like bringing the light in and this and that. And it's like, I don't know. I think sometimes we just need to ground ourselves and remember like we aren't God because we aren't supposed to be God right now. Um, we have pieces of God in us to access when we need them. And when, when being a human being is, gets really tough and when it, and when it feels, um, when it feels overwhelming, those pieces of God can help you have hope and faith about this realm, but they're not supposed to help you just like, you know, poof off of it because then you leave all of the, like, you're just going to come back. Like, because I believe in reincarnation. And for me, like, if you're not fulfilling your role as a human being, you're just going to fucking poof to be coming back to doing the same shit. And you might poof into like a less exciting role, you know, like maybe you go, you know, whatever, if you can get whatever. Anyways. Um, so for me, like thinking about that, like, what is it like is is being politically aware? I, because to me, being politically aware and and spiritually aware is self-love because you it is very Jesus-y, but like loving yourself, loving others and and those two things being um, synonymous um, and, and being willing to look at yourself in the mirror is, is when you're able to really see other people. Um, so mm. I don't know. I don't know how to like tie that up with a bow, but I'll yeah. just say yes. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how much of this is rooted in our obsession and addiction to ascension and not willing to go below the roots. Like Mm. our fear of like, I mean, my work in the goddess world has taught me to embrace chaos, embrace the darkness. It's the womb space. It's the place of rebirth. We were born in darkness and like in the womb, you know, and this is every time there is the unknown, the great unknown, the cosmic chaos. It is time to strap the fuck in, use your resources and go deep. It happens in our, in our personal lives. And now it's happening on a collective level. And Mm -hmm. it's like, 
we people get so fucking scared of the underworld of the darkness of going down under and it's like Mm -hmm. well like the age old uh you know metaphor of the tree roots like you gotta start germinating you gotta start with the roots you gotta like sprout from beneath the surface Mm. and and then you grow so you know it's interesting to me that like we're so focused on going up and up and up going forward 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 like skipping timelines skipping the the action steps because we do not want to go underground we do not want to go underneath all of it and yeah you see that a lot in in spirituality like not wanting to do that shadow work not wanting to do the things underneath I just am curious about your perspectives on this piece because I had a teacher who uh, wouldn't call her, you know, she hated the terms like the term white witch. She was a witch. And she was like, I will call myself a green witch because I think like even the language of like a dark witch and a white witch is just rooted in racism. Like, I don't really Mm. agree with that. And I think that we're so obsessed with like light versus dark. Like if it's dark, it's bad. It's like mm. darkness is not bad, actually. Do you think nighttime is bad? Like, do you think like it just it doesn't make sense? Like, even if we look at these very basic things that a lot of us use, like, what is it? You know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, Yeah. What you said, Ani, about um, like a white witch versus a dark witch versus all this stuff. Like what's so fascinating to me about that as well is thinking about like hoodoo, voodoo, um, Santeria, like a lot of these practices that came from slavery and came from practices I would say are like pretty anti-human um and very uh if evil existed they would probably be in that category um though the practices that came out of that are often considered those dark practices when really they were just about surviving on this physical plane um and also they are about combating violence and combating pain and combating uh and and they were also preventative in a lot of ways and so yeah i think i think like what we prioritize because because what we're what you're saying ani like some of the practices that are um the most considered like dark or whatever are usually the spells and the things that we do that require the most physical earth elements um like in hoodoo and, and voodoo you use like spit and blood and dirt and like nails and like you know, um, paper and just like stuff that's very visceral. And when I think about sort of like the light, da, 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 it's like very much like meditation and like, um, you know, the most I could think of is like maybe like crystals or something like that, but it's like candles and crystals, um, which aren't as based in like the, the roots and, and, and like digging down into the earth. And I also think about trees when you were talking and how, um, Trees can like b- exist on three dimensions, like the underworld, the the heavens above, and also the middle portion of the earth, and like how they had to go through growing through um, probably the most chaotic part <laughs> of their journey because we exist um, as humans here on this plane. Examples of like what spiritual bypassing is in terms of like a lot of the things that I've been seeing floating around. Um, and why it is spiritual bypassing, just so we can really kind of like nail, nail this in. So gals, do you have uh, a phrase or, or an experience or something like that, that kind of encompasses spiritual bypassing? And would you like to speak to it? 
Yeah. Something that's actually coming up for me right now is people using goddesses outside of their own lineage without researching them um, Mm -hmm. or understanding their relationship to them. And to me, that feels like spiritual bypassing because they're not doing the work of recognizing possibly their privilege or just the history of like land and, um, and, and, and what kinds of practices, communities, um, like realities that those, those goddesses or those, uh, that, that pantheon of, um, deities might have been involved in. So that, that feels important to me. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that would be considered spiritual bypassing, but that that feels relevant to me. Yeah. I think just the idea that um that anti-racist work specifically in the context of like what we're talking about isn't spiritual. Mm. That that is that involves um especially as white people it involves those hard conversations with ourselves. And I appreciate that what you, Jaleesa and I had a conversation where, um, Jaleesa, you just were talking about how like the trauma of being an oppressor and that that's like, that's real, especially because we have to like protect it. If we're not, if we're not honest with ourselves, like we clench and keep it in our bodies. And that's something that I'm, I'm wanting to dig more into is how, how has the trauma of white supremacy, like, how is it stuck in my body? Um, and so, yeah, it seems like obviously deeply spiritual work that's not just about, not just about protesting, not just about education, but like this integration of a new paradigm that we have mm-hmm. to like shift into as a collective if we're, whether, no matter where we have been previously, we are in, we are in the shift to a new paradigm. And that's like, yeah, yeah. it's mad spiritual. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the, the main ones that I would like to speak to is, um, the kind of like aggressive optimism slash like love mm. fascism. Like that's like, we have to turn this experience into like love in term, like kind of like, um, you know, how can I explain this? Like, let's like not label things like we are all in this together. Mm. We're all one. Like, mm. um, we have As to look high school on- musical. Yeah. Yeah. Also like saying that different emotions are not spiritual. Like mm. you don't feel the anger or else you're lowering your vibration. Uh, 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 no, <laughs> like that's just, you're going to get a no from me. Like that's just not cool, you know, and it's not helpful and it's also squashing what's happening. So like anytime you feel like, Oh, like politics are not spiritual. Anytime you feel like, you know, um, Maybe if we just keep our vibe high, like, you know, high vibe. I really actually don't resonate with the term high vibe personally. Mm. Um, I don't know the whole, the whole vibrational states. I don't know. I can't say that confidently yet. I'm still sitting with that. But whenever I see the term high vibe, it always feels very bypassy, like Mm. in the, in the way that I have seen it, like you must stay high vibration. Uh, Mm. well, I say sometimes it's really important to be in the swamp. 
I say it's really yeah. important to like dig down and root down and feel what's there and like face it. I think that is being fucking powerful. I don't mm. feel like high vibe. It's like when I hear high vibe, I don't feel power. I feel flight, mm. flighty. Mm. <laughs> I want it. I want to. I want power, like an oak tree kind of power, like who you know. And so, anytime you think like your experiences or the experiences that are happening in the world are like low vibration, I, that's when I want to just invite you to to sit with that and be like, well, where? Who says? And just question mm. it. Like, where is that thought coming from? And mm. when you want to say like, oh, we are all one and we have to have deep compassion for everybody. It's like, okay, I want you to look into that and see like, you know, where is this coming from? And why am I trying to steer the conversation in that direction? It's Is it that like aggressive optimism of like, oh, we have to go towards the, like, love isn't, love isn't always like calm. And I don't know why people think yeah. that. Mm. It's really weird. Have you ever seen a mother defend a baby when that when that needs to happen? Love is not calm, and mm. and nature is not calm. Yeah. Like whoever is like we need like like you know we are of the earth. Like you know, have you seen an earthquake? A tsunami? You, yeah. A wildfire? Like um, you know, like have you been in the ocean? Like. <laughs> It's just, it's really interesting how like we kind of glaze over these things and go towards like this, like the stillness of a sh shallow stream. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, no, it's like, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's more to it. So I want to just challenge you to think like why you're so scared of embracing your true nature, which is everything. Damn. Okay. Ooh. I'm getting carried away. Getting yeah. Carried away. <laughs> I think, Ani, two things came up for me. One was that, yeah, to me, spiritual bypassing is seeing anything, like saying anything isn't spiritual. Like everything yeah. that exists in this world is spiritual. Like the plant, yes. pot, the, the plant pot and the table and the computer. And that's why I like every time I drop my phone, I apologize to her profusely. Um, <laughs> like, or, or even like just objects, like, oh, I, I knocked an object over. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, it's just like, because, it's a vibration of like being um being conscientious of how you're treating the things around you, regardless of if they can talk to you or have a face. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second piece that you're talking about with high vibe, I was thinking a little bit more about that. And for me, like for me, getting high vibe is actually doing that work. Like I can't get into a high vibration until I'm like, mm. um, like for me, like doing tapping, which is something that um I feel like I found out from a very like high vibe sort of, um, entity person. Um, I, for me, like doing tapping, you're like tapping into the issue. You're talking about the issue. You're digging into the issue. Um, mm -hmm. and then when you, when you're done digging into it and feeling it and maybe crying and sneezing and yawning and whatever, like then at the end of that, your vibration feels great because you've worked through it. You've done some of that work. Um, mm -hmm. and then you get, you get this sort of high, but that high isn't necessarily, and for me also that high is like, okay, now I can feel that high into action. Um, and so for me, the cycle of like low vibration, high, I, and I guess like, I think that it's really good that you brought this up on too, because I've never really thought of high vibe, um, in relationship to low vibe. Like I never say anything as low vibration. I don't think I've ever said that in my life. I mean, maybe I have, um, as a joke or maybe I have in general, but um, but I, I think that's important to bring up because to say something is high vibe is to create a dichotomy, um, yeah. between yeah. high and low. So I, I appreciate that perspective. 
Um, but yeah, but I, but I will say that to me when I think about shifting my vibration, which is usually how I say it, I don't think about raising it, quote unquote, I think about shifting it. Um, it's usually like physical work of like, okay, I'm going to sweat now to like, I'm going to, I'm going to wow. put strain on my body. I'm going to tap now. I'm going to, I'm going to scream now. I'm going to, you know, yeah. whatever there's, there's like these, these things that are very primal and, and active. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause like what you're calling high vibe, I call getting back in your body and like mm. that it's the same thing. And that's, yeah, that's super, super interesting. Thank you for sharing that perspective. Well, that was a rousing conversation yes. about an important topic in yeah. a very specific and significant era of our own lifetimes. Mm. Thank you for listening. Uh, we individually, our individual Instagram handles that are listed on the Fun But Heavy Instagram page, we're all posting pretty consistent stuff, resources about learning, um, educational things for our individual lives, uh, and updates. And so follow us there for, um, yeah, for more and consistent info. And thank you for hanging with us. We love you. Yeah. We love you you so much. Please rate, review, subscribe. feels so weird to say that in this climate but like if you feel like this conversation is important for people to be having right now share this with someone subscribe Mm -hmm. to on itunes leave us a review share you know share our instagram like do whatever you feel is appropriate to share these conversations because it really could help someone change their mind about this um Mm -hmm. or just help people start asking more questions so we'd really appreciate it if you if it resonated with you that you let someone know that it resonated with you even if it's just your cat Yes. And I also want to say my personal inbox is open to like on Instagram, uh, to talk more about these things. If you are wanting to, to, uh, to discuss if something big came up for you, because yeah, it could be triggering and we're all, we're all usually very well intentioned. So I understand that. So, and that, just and that was Ani for Lisi, just to, that's Ani. That's yeah, that's me. Hello. <laughs> all right. Okay. And then this was another episode of, but heavy. Oh,